0: Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, You will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome
1: to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest areas of our society, the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author and the publisher of Deepwater's books. As a former marketing college professor and a John Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on the transformational journey into the boundless healing power of hope. So if you're seeking a fresh perspective, a glimmer of light amidst the darkness, then join us as we embark on this extraordinary journey of hope. Because no matter how challenging life may seem, remember, Hope is the force that can lift us to new heights and create a world filled with a boundless potential and a faith-based approach to trauma healing. Welcome to episode 110, Jehovah, our Lord, Master, Redeemer. Know your God who is eternal, infinite, and self-existing. This is where we'll unpack that powerful name of Jehovah, which means Lord, Master, who is eternal, infinite, and self-existent. Before we dive into the meaning of Jehovah, one of the most anointed names of God, and this could also be referred to as Yahweh or the transliteration of Y-W-Y-H, because the Hebrews they don't have, in, in traditional Hebrew, does not have vowels. But in pointed Hebrew, which is more modern, they do put the dots underneath each character that tells you what vowels go where. Before we go deep into that, again the most anointed names of God some Hebrews actually don't even uh, write out this name for fear they might be fearful there might be committing blasphemy so you might see G apostrophe d or you'll you might see that just because they're they want to honor that name of God but as Christians we can boldly say this name we can call upon this Hebrew name of God I wanted to show you a, just a personal anecdote or a personal story of how big God is from the And actually, this is a story from the passing of a dear friend of mine. This was this person was a champion of the world of the word of God, a gifted preacher, a pastor. And was actually a college principal of a pastor's college. And this is from the late Dr. Reverend Wilbred Chandra or Will, as we lovingly called him. Will graduated into glory from COVID in January of 2020. And this story is when I received the news of his passing. I got a text. And at the time, I didn't believe the text all the air had been sucked out of my body. Joy and the children's laughter laughter abounded around me as my heart cried out in anguish. My friend looked at me, are you all right? Concern draped her eyes. I blinked. We were were at an amusement park. Our children giggled as they rode the miniature roller coaster. I looked at her with moist eyes. My friend, Will from Zambia, you know the one, he wrote the foreword for my first book. He died suddenly today. He was one of the only pastors who supported me writing a book and starting a ministry. And he even said, I, I asked him to write an endorsement. He said, no, I'm going to write the full word for you. He was so passionate about the word of God. Compassion eluded f- from her. Oh, I'm so sorry. I sat down and read the details from the text. Not feeling well. A week ago, Will got tested for COVID-19. Three days later, the results turned positive within 48 hours of his results. He had trouble breathing and was admitted to the hospital. Three days after arriving at the hospital, the Lord called him home. He was gone in one short week. I didn't even know he was sick. He just texted me a a few weeks ago. He and his wife were making plans to come to the States and visit us. I stared numbly at my phone. I bumbled around the park, still in shock, still processing my grief. I attempted to share with my friend... My girlfriend, my late friend's immense support of my calling to be a writer, publisher, a nonprofit founder. He always labored alongside uh, others for him and his family for the gospel, as he often stated. For over 15 years in his in the orphan ministry, I had I had met him, and we had labored together. And then they would visit us every time they came to the states for the past 10 years. We drive him and his wife to, we actually drove him and his wife to receive his doctoral diploma and even brought bought him his doctoral gown, hood, and tam as a graduation present. My friend hugged me. We prayed for his wife, his four grown sons, and his flock, both in his church and in his the pastor's college, his students. That night I went to the Lord. I wept and cried out in anguish for my loss, for the void, for the void from his loss from his marriage, his family, and for the deep chasm of service in his congregation and the hearts and minds of the emerging pastors in rural Zambia. That's when I saw a vision of him. And That vision, Will was glowing. Joy oozed out of every pore out of his body. He was absolutely jubilant, completely transfigured. He laughed, and he had this incredible deep laugh. My heart lifted as I heard his deep voice boom. Do not weep. My faith is now become my sight. I am in the glory of God. I am with Jesus and there is a huge party in my honor. And I am hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. I sighed grateful for the reminder. That's right. For We live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7. Then I felt an overflowing outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my heart. Trust me, I am. Doing a new thing. My faith had also become my sight. Despite the challenges lost and depravity around us for the past, for or even now, God is still on the throne. And yes, thankfully he's doing a new thing. It's funny how God had used I had actually called his wife and I shared that vision of her and she was just, uh, just in such anguish when I called and I talked to her. She was in Africa I love how they process grief. They wail and they let it all out and she was wailing. And I called her, I said, look, I hate to interrupt your grieving, but I got to share with you this vision. I saw Will with the Lord. I saw him and he was so happy and jubilant. I shared every detail. And she was weeping. She's like, that's all he ever wanted. That's all he ever talked about. Please call my sons, Tell them as well. So I called each one of them and shared that and I wrote it down and the ones I couldn't do, I couldn't reach. I emailed the vision to him and they were like, you don't understand how much that means to know that he is with glory. That's all he ever talked about. And it's really interesting how God had used my late friend, Reverend Dr. Wilbur Chandra and his wife, Zikki to speak that exact same message. Uh, the last time we're all together, trust me, I'm doing a new thing. I even wrote about it in my Amazon bestselling and award-winning book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze. It's a 30-day devotional. And that's a great book. I call that like a little shot of espresso of hope. That's just a dynamite book. It's on Amazon wherever five books, fine books are sewn, Go grab a copy. And this is actually on one of the days for the devotional. And when I would bring them, I'd pick them up at the hotel where they were staying and they were so excited. They were like kids. They got into my car and Will and Zicky said, are we going to Epcot? Did you get the fast passes? And are we riding Soren again? Because the last time they were there, I had this jam-packed day at Epcot and I surprised them and we ended with Soren, and they were just in awe of it. And that's, and my... Friends that they'd stayed with in other states are like, him. that's all they're talking about is Disney and Epcot. And I'm like, I got something better from this time. And they said, I, you, I don't think you can top that. I said, yeah, I have. I got it. So with a stoic smile when they were in the car, I, I responded, nope, we're not going to Epcot. I found something better. And, <laughs> and their eyes wide, they scoffed. Better than Soren? I don't believe it. Absolutely. And with a teasing tone, I added, and you will repent from your unbelief after going on this ride which is just a joke because that's actually one of my chapters in my book, I'm repenting from unbelief. And they grunted in disbelief, crossed their arms over their chest and shook their heads. No, Kim, nothing can be better than Epcot and Soren. So we took them, took them to this new park and I weaved and we went to Animal Kingdom and we weaved our way through the sea of people at Animal Kingdom. They reveled in another action-packed day-long park itinerary. After all these activities, we'll then declare, that was amazing, I repent. I laughed and I shook my head. Nope, not yet. We have one last ride. As we bypassed the three-hour standby line and walked up to the entrance of the most popular ride in the world, I grinned mischievously. The attendant looked at me. Is this their first time? I nodded. She smiled slyly and told them, you're not going to believe it. And we were on Pandora. And during that six-minute, multi-sense, immersive experience, I giggled uncontrollably at their squeals of delight. The wind, water sprays, and smells simulated soaring through lush mountain ranges, misty waterfalls, and glistening caves full of crystal stalactites on a beautiful yet graceful giant winged dragon. After the ride came to the end, Wool declared in his loudest preaching voice to everyone within earshot, I repent! <laughs> Zicky Ziki then ran over to hug me as we exited the ride. Their excitement bubbled out of them like a geyser. They couldn't stop laughing and giggling. And aren't we just like that? Don't we doubt God when he's actively working in our lives? Will and Ziki's initial response to change reminded me of my own lack of faith. When things aren't going as I had planned. God then spoke to my heart. Stop fighting me and demanding that I repeat the past, the known. Trust me to bring you into the unknown. For I know what is best. Mm. Oh, God, tr- help us and draw near to those of us who are struggling to trust you with all of our heart. Help us lean not on our own understanding. Help us acknowledge you and declare gen- you as our generous and merciful king. Make our path straight as we submit to your will to be done in our lives, especially with new things. Give us the grace to trust you with the unknown. For you know what's best. In Jesus' name I pray. And this excerpt just brings me to one of my, oh, my favorite names of God. Um, and this is Yahweh. And this is Lord and Master and Redeemer. And the English translation, it's actually a transliteration of the Hebrew word YHWH, as I said earlier, is Yahweh, Jehovah, or Lord. And you'll see this in most Bibles as capitalized uh, with um, small caps, with the L capitalized and then O-R-D is in small caps. But that's how you know this means Yahweh or Lord. And this is the most common used name for God in the Old Testament. It occurs 6,823 times. We will use the name Jehovah for the word Yahweh instead of, instead, of, um, instead of Yahweh. I'm sorry, we'll use the name Jehovah for the word YHWH instead of Yahweh, which means God. This name refers to the being who is absolutely self-existent, possessing life and having a permanent existence. The base of Jehovah is the Hebrew word Hava which means to be or life. Jehovah is the only name of God, not based on an action. Instead, it is the I am who I am, or I will be with you. The name Jehovah was so sacred that the Israelites feared to even pronounce it, for death was the consequence of using or profaning this name. I did mention this earlier. To this day, the name Jehovah is not read in synagogues for it's considered too holy to be uttered. A lot of times you will see G apostrophe D So Jehovah is the name of God based on making a special revelation of itself to his children. The name connotates supremacy, absolute existence, and moral and spiritual righteousness. Our only proper response to Jehovah is to fall down in terror on worship of the one who possesses all authority. Jehovah is holy and righteous. He grieves over our sins and and responds to condemnation. Since Jehovah is also love and Jehovah Jesus, he therefore redeems us, continually restoring all humankind back to himself. Actually, let me repeat that sentence before. Jehovah is holy and righteous and he grieves over our sins and responds with condemnation over our sins. But thankfully, we're not in condemnation. We are in there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that we when we have conviction, which now leads us to the Holy Spirit. Since again, again, since Jehovah is also love and Jehovah Jesus, He therefore redeems us, continually restoring all humankind back to Himself. Jehovah's existence, the continuity of His mercy in dealing with humans, the unchangeableness of His promises, and the whole rev- revelation of redemption surrounds the loving name of Jehovah, which is so sweet. And we first see this um, actually in Genesis two two seven. When then Yahweh or Jehovah Elohim formed the man from dust of the earth. And, and this actually is and blew the breath of life into his nostrils. The man became a living being. And that first part of that verse, and that's from Genesis 2, 7. Then Yahweh, Jehovah Elohim formed man from the dust of the earth. And this is actually a play on words here between the Hebrew name Adam for man and Ad- Adama, which is earth which is really cool that that kind of like that's because got man from earth, which is that's what he called man when he was from. And uh, so that's really just just a beautiful scripture of when you first see um, Elohim. I want to read another one to you from Exodus three, twelve 12 through 15. Elohim answered, I will be with you, and this will be proof that I sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, all will worship Elohim on this mountain. Then Moses replied to Elohim, Suppose I go to the mountain of Israel and say to them, The Elohim of your ancestors has sent me to you. And they will ask me, What's his name? What should I tell them? Elohim answered Moses. It's actually in Hebrew, it's Ea, which means I am. Who Eya, I am. This is what you must say to the people. Eya, I am, has sent me to you. Again, Elohim said to Moses, this is what you must say the people of Israel Yahweh Jehovah Elohim of your ancestors the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my title through every generation. That's in Exodus 3:12 through 15, which is so oh, which is so powerful. So hopefully that just blesses you and just helps you as you just know that that's when God first revealed his name to you. So I'm going to read to you some prayers on where Jehovah has. And we're, I encourage you to grab this book. This is from Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze, a prayer book. It's sold on Amazon wherever fine books are sales. So go grab it. Again, it's Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze. It's now an Amazon best-selling, multiple award-winning book, which is, is so exciting. And uh, go grab this book, and when you read it, there's blanks in there. I'm going to just fill in the blanks with "I" or "me," but read it with your name. There's something beautiful. It's like a love letter from, from God. When you read it with your name in there, and then read it again with your love, with your loved one's name in there, and then a third time with those who sinned against you, because God tells us to sin, to um, to um, pray for those who sin against us. So. Uh, I'm going to read to you. This is Jehovah Elohim, the unchangeable. This is based on the promises found in Deuteronomy six, Exodus three, Isaiah forty three, and Jeremiah twenty three. The mighty Jehovah is my Elohim. I trust explicitly in Jehovah, the ever existing, eternal, immutable, and ever becoming Elohim. I love Elohim with all my heart, soul, and strength. I am so thankful to the name Jehovah Elohim who revealed himself to Moses at the burning bush, is my Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah is the name of my Elohim forever and is the name I shall call on because unlike man, Jehovah never changes. Jehovah is my Lord, Master, Redeemer. I understand that Jehovah is the one true living and all supreme Elohim and will never leave or forsake me. Jehovah is mine. I am who I am. I will be that be, and I will be with you. Amen. Mm. This is another great prayer, and this is Jehovah, the ever-existing one. Again, this is from my prayer book. It's based on the promises found in Jeremiah 23 and Psalm 29. I am in awe of Jehovah. I rejoice Because the great I am, Jehovah Elohim, is nearby. I acknowledge that no one can hide from Jehovah Elohim. I praise Jehovah who fills the heavens and the earth. I give Jehovah all the glory to his name. I worship Jehovah in all the splendor of his holiness. The speech of Jehovah is powerful and majestic. It shatters all the mighty cedars. I'm amazed that Jehovah makes mountains skip like calf and the highlands leap like a young wild ox. I'm astonished at the voice of Jehovah. As the voice of Jehovah strikes with bolts of lightning, making the barren wilderness quake and twists the mighty oaks and strips the forest bare, I join the heavenly voices, voices and worship Jehovah as the ever existing one. Jehovah rules over the flood waters and reigns as kings forever. Excuse me, it reigns as king forever. I am grateful that Jehovah gave me strength and gives me strength. Jehovah blesses me with his peace. Amen. Let me read you another one of these prayers. Jehovah, my protector, based on the promises found in Psalm 71. Kim takes refuge, excuse me. I take refuge in Jehovah and will never be put to shame. I will be rescued and delivered by Jehovah's righteousness. Jehovah is my rock of refuge, the only true source of protection. I know Jehovah will save me for Jehovah is my fortress. I trust in Jehovah to rescue me from the land of the wicked and the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. Jehovah is my hope and confidence. I have become a remarkable display of Jehovah's power, mercy, and grace to many. My mouth is filled with Jehovah's praise, declaring Jehovah's splendor all day long. I know in old age Jehovah will not cast away or forsake me. I trust in Jehovah who is never far away to come quickly and help. I fixate on Jehovah, who, while those want to harm me, will be covered with scorn and disgrace. I will always hope and praise Jehovah's saving acts all day long. Jehovah Elohim has taught and protected me since my youth. Jehovah Elohim does not forsake me, even when I am old and gray. I declare Jehovah Elohim's power and mighty acts to the next generation, to all who are to come. Amen. And this is, the next one is titled Jehovah redeems. And this is based on the promises found in Psalm 71. I praise the righteousness of Jehovah Elohim who reaches to the heavens. I declare Jehovah Elohim as the one who has done great things. I exclaim to all who listen, who is like you, Elohim? I know there is no one worthy of my praises except Jehovah Elohim. Even though Jehovah Elohim has made me see troubles, many and bitter I have the faith and hope that Jehovah Elohim will restore my life. Jehovah Elohim will again bring up me from the depths of the earth. Jehovah Elohim will comfort me and make me greater than ever. I will praise Jehovah Elohim with musical instruments for Jehovah Elohim's faithfulness. Because you are so faithful, O God. I will sing praises to Jehovah Elohim. My lips will shout for joy. I rejoice as my soul is redeemed and I am reconciled with the great Jehovah Elohim. Amen. I'm going to read to you one last one. Jehovah, my God, I know that Jehovah can be called by many names, including the Hebrew word YHWH, Yahweh, Jehovah, or Lord. I rejoice that this name is the most used name of God in the Old Testament, occurring almost 70,000 times I joyfully call on the name of Jehovah or Yahweh, which means my God. I understand this name refers to a being who is absolutely self-existing, possessing life and having permanent existence. I love that the base of the name Jehovah is the Hebrew word Hava, which means to be your life. I receive comfort in the knowledge that Jehovah is the only name of God, not based on an action. Instead, it means I am who I am or I will be with you. I realize that Jehovah is the name that God used upon making special revelation of himself to me and his precious children, which means all of you listening. I comprehend that this name Jehovah connotates supremacy, absolute existence and moral and spiritual righteousness. My only response to Jehovah is to fall down in terror, awe and worship of the one who possesses all authority. I am grateful to Jehovah. Who is also Jehovah Jesus, because He redeems me, and us, continually seeking the restoration of His children, including me, to Himself. I lovingly submit the continuity of Jehovah's mercy, the unchangeableness of His promise, and the whole re- the whole revelation of redemption surrounding the loving name of Jehovah, oh, Jesus' name, Amen. That was episode one ten, Jehovah. Lord, Master, and Redeemer, know your God who is internal, infinite, and self-existing, for he is always doing a new thing. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze.org to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. Just click Donate. You can find Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart and SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze at Nona FM mobile apps and on our website, www.liftyourgaze.org and click on podcast on the left-hand side. Thank you. Have a great day and God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our HOPE initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.